Welcome to Friends Fascinated, where two friends who can talk for hours, talk for hours. I'm Jet Jones. And I'm Mackenzie DeMaio, and we're excited to have you along for the ride. If you like listening to this episode, don't forget to review and subscribe. Hello, everyone. Hello. This week, well, to start off, we should probably address that we have a window open <laughs> because we've been going through a bit of a heat wave. <laughs> it's yeah. been quite the week. Quite. But uh, 100 degrees, multiple days in an area where our households don't have air conditioners, except, well, we both got window air conditioners and. Mm-hmm. Frankly, they don't do a good enough job to feel ever satisfied. <laughs> yeah, we bought ours and it's meant for a hundred and square a hundred and fifty square foot room, which is small. Yeah. And so they are not meant to cool a whole house, no. but you gotta do what you gotta do. Yeah. We literally got the last one in the store, barely. Yeah. So we couldn't exactly buy one for every room. It is what it is. Yep. So uh we do have a window open, so if you hear crows squawking rudely. <laughs> yeah, I think they're just like trying to show some sort of omen about the death that it feels like outside probably they're like it's awful why is it hot why do i want to die <laughs> help because that's what we've help. been asking ourselves all week it's like living it's like it's like you're a toddler who just ate a whole bunch of candy and you're sticky everywhere <laughs> like why does it hurt <laughs> yeah and why do i feel disgusting exactly so it's okay we're doing fine we're mm-hmm. getting through it because it's the holiday weekend true story and we are going to spend our Upper 90 degree weekend in the water. We're going to float, baby. <laughs> yes, which I think a lot of people have been doing because my TikTok is a mix of both people explaining <laughs> why we're not built in our infrastructure for 100 degree weather mm-hmm. and also people being sunburned. So yeah. we are going to use our 100 SPF and protect ourselves yep. and spend some time in the water. going to have some sangria while sitting in a tube for multiple hours and just hanging out. And it's going to be like snow runoff water, so it's going to be cold, and it's going yeah. to be amazing. It's going to be great. I'm super so, excited. Yeah, we're stoked. Yeah. And in other news, our state opened up this week, uh, yes. pandemic-wise, which- Big old Washington. We knew was coming. Frankly, I didn't think it was going to happen. Same. Like, they always, like, extend, and we've mm-hmm. always had our hopes up during the pandemic. Like, yeah. oh, like, in a month. Like, we literally, I don't know if you remember, like, we, we learned it was, like, it was an epidemic, and then it became a pandemic, and mm-hmm. we had never even heard the word we pandemic the before. Yeah. And then we're like, well, it's only going to be, like, two months, and mm-hmm. then, like, we'll, like, this, like, cold season, flu season will be over, and then everybody will, like, be fine. And then that happened again and again and again and got pushed back. And then the government kept pushing things back and Washington pushed it back. So, so it a makes year sense. and a half later. <laughs> so it makes sense that we have trust issues. Yeah. Um, well, and with the Delta variant stuff and everyone's, yeah. for good reason, nervous. So yeah. I had a feeling things were going to change, but they have not. Yes. They have kept on track. So we will see what mm-hmm. happens. But my first topic is actually kind of pandemic related. Okay, okay. Because you maybe have seen posts online about people when the pandemic first started and we were given a lot of guidance. A lot of people were like, we should do this forever. Like, Mm. I kind of like people being six feet away from me. Especially people I'm not very close to. Mm -hmm. Like, my coworkers can stay six feet away from me all the time. Yeah. I don't need them in my bubble. Yeah. So that was an example. Um... I love the availability of like touchless delivery, Ooh, mobile mm-hmm, ordering. Especially, so we live in a pretty small town, so mm-hmm. there's a lot of convenience to like 
a lot of pickup orders yeah. or like finding new locations so then you don't have to wait so long for the restaurant. You can just take stuff to go. Well, and you don't nice. have to interact with people as much, which we're introverted. Yes. We would prefer not to have to interact yes. with strangers. Absolutely. And also, if you go to the grocery store, you're probably going to see someone you know. Oh, and I yeah. like to avoid that sometimes. <laughs> when I'm in my casual pajama clothes or like my comfy clothes, yep. it's just easier. Yeah. So some of those convenience factors are nicer to have and i think they'll stay the one thing that i know will come back that i wish wouldn't handshakes yeah i and i tried to express this to my middle-aged male co-workers the other day (laughs) just like casually in passing like mainly as a joke uh i think it was brought up like oh yeah i met someone new and it's just it's still weird to not shake hands and i wonder when we're gonna get back to that and i I mean, I was joking, but I was very serious. I was like, mm-hmm. ha, yeah, I kinda, it'd be kind of nice if we just didn't bother. Because it is kind of weird to touch strangers when you don't have to. Yep. And they were like, well, but it's a business. It's like, I know it's a business thing. Yeah. <laughs> I just don't like it. Please don't mansplain that it's what, uh, excuse me, ma'am, that's what businessmen do. And we shake hands here. That's what happens. Yeah. It's like, it's- yeah, okay, we get it. We get it. We know. But we don't want to touch your dang clammy hand and decide how hard to squeeze it and how many times to move mm-hmm. it up and down. <laughs> and how, yeah, how long to hold it and uh, think about that's whether or not said. you that's wash your said. hands. <laughs> and my husband has told me that not very many men wash their hands when they leave the bathroom. So, Yep, I believe it. Yeah. So anyway, that's something I wish would go away. Yeah. And so that was kind of like the basic of my topic mainly i just wanted to talk about things that maybe could be better as we've gotten it would be funny if like the pandemic lasted so long that we had to make a new type of greeting and it was like i'm picturing like i don't know if it's like the sims game or something where like if you dance at someone they have to like <laughs> dance the same dance as you so like what if you like did a certain like shimmy and then they did a copy of your shimmy as your greeting you're like yeah so you like vibe when you <laughs> like in a great. business setting if you did a little boogie yeah oh, that's a pretty wiggle. good yeah it's a good icebreaker <laughs> it would work it would get people smiling yeah so i thought i'd give a very brief very 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 brief history of handshakes and Please. then talk about things that maybe i don't know i'm intrigued we're fine about the pandemic that's fine so uh Believe it or not, handshakes date back to the 5th century B.C. That's like... I, my brain can't even fathom 7,000 what... <laughs> years ago. Oh. Hmm. Why? So, the reason <laughs> it came about was it was like a friendly greeting, mm-hmm. mainly to show you weren't armed, that you didn't have a weapon ah, in your I think I've heard that before. Yep. So, yep, yep, a yep. lot of it, kind of what I gathered was the depictions is... It's more like making a deal or Mm -hmm. showing that you're not an enemy. So kind of like a respect thing. Hmm. And then today it's more like sports respect, political respect, friendly greeting, business-like. It's it's a sign of respect kind of thing. And it's unusual in some contexts not to do that. Like Mm -hmm. it referenced a political debate with Trump and Hillary where like they didn't shake hands and it was notably unusual. And in sports, like, there's probably, like, times when yeah. people don't. And it's like, ooh, they got beef. And so <laughs> it's just kind yeah. of like a rivalry thing, maybe. Huh. Um, but in other countries, they do different things. So in Japan, they bow. Yes. But then mm-hmm. there's worse ones. Like, in France, they kiss each other on the yeah. cheek. I don't like that. I would not want that. 
I don't like that. I'm trying to think if that's ever happened to me. I have not. Has that happened to me before? I think it has. Really? Yes. Uh, In college, I had a professor who was like kind of buddy-buddy with a clothing manufacturer in L.A. And we went to the factory. And when they greeted each other, they did that. And then it was such a small group that like we all all kind of had to do it. it. But it was like a single kiss. And I think he was from like. Puerto Rico or somewhere else. I don't don't know for sure. Um, But it was a single kiss once, but it was like very much an air kiss. There was no contact made. Well, I think it is. It's like next to your cheek. Yeah. Maybe. Or just the sound. I actually, I guess (laughs) I vaguely remember one of my mom's friends, like not even a long-term friend, just like I vaguely remember this human being in my life where she would kiss you on the cheek and I was like 10, so it wasn't. Yeah. Weird, necessarily, but it was unusual. Yeah. Like, I wasn't used to it, but it didn't make me feel weird. Um, and it's kind of sweet. Like, she just kiss her friends on the cheek. Like, yeah. it's a sweet gesture. But, yeah. that's yeah. bold. It's so, like, that's so not my style. And even handshakes, like, we already talked about. It's kind of like, yeah, I get the formality of mm-hmm. it. Sometimes it makes things feel too formal, like, kind of artificially formal, too. Well, and then they'll judge you if it's wrong. Like, sometimes people will, like, grab your hand too early and you're stuck <laughs> in it. Or, like, the limp fish... Or you get the people that shake it way too hard. Yeah, You're like, excuse me. Yeah. We're not dueling. (laughs) Well, and that was something in other countries that said, like, sometimes the handshakes are a lot longer. Sometimes they're mostly, it said a lot of them were, like, lighter. So Americans, it's very firm and, like, too much. Mm -hmm. So I just thought it was interesting. Something I wish would go away. Yeah. But it it won't. And it's not even our country that only does it, but... I don't like having to touch strangers. Yep. Which the thought of like the French, like having to kiss cheeks with a stranger. No, thank you. Yep. Wouldn't catch me doing that. No, I, yeah, I don't think I could. So is there anything like that in the pandemic that you would like to remain? Obviously, we don't want the pandemic to (laughs) last. We aren't happy about it. But there are some things that maybe some innovations that we are okay with. Well... If we're talking about, like, a a business setting, it's kind of nice not to have, like, so many, like, networking lunches where you have to, like, do the small small talk talk around a table or something like that because I get really stressed. It's not that I wouldn't do it and not that I wouldn't actually enjoy myself once I do do it, but the, like, stress of thinking (laughs) about it and, like, what small talk should I bring up? And then, like, you try to take a mental history of all the things you know about the people that you're going to go to, blah, 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 blah. Uh, no, I literally had something like that today and waited in my car for 10 minutes. Yeah. Like an idiot because <laughs> I couldn't tell if anyone that I knew was there yet. Exactly. So I waited 10 minutes until yep. I finally gave in and said, it'll be fine. Yep. And got myself to do it. Yep. So, uh, yeah. So we're introverts. Stuff like that stresses me out for sure. And then I've kind of liked, um in our workplace we added like acrylic between cubicles and things like that i kind of yeah. like that i don't know what it is i kind of like the extra force field around me of yeah. like it feels it's like privacy yeah kind of. a little bit it's weird false privacy that but it's still, clear still yeah but i like it yeah no i agree and i i do think it's good for people to wear masks when they're sick i yeah. don't necessarily think most people will mm-hmm. but i think that that concept makes sense and is important agreed so, yeah, I'm glad the pandemic is slowing down, at least as far as guidance allows, you know, and we're vaccinated, so we can feel, rest our yeah, heads easy at safe. night. Yeah, mm-hmm. everything's fine there. Um, but, yeah, I hope um, 
when flu season comes back around, it doesn't turn back into a whole thing again. But yeah, it for sure. Might. And it does feel weird as things open back up. And I've seen a lot of posts online that like, it's kind of like almost a form of PTSD because we lived in this oh, yeah. setting where you feel like you're at risk. You don't feel safe going in public and interacting with people yep. for so long that to then interact with people in close contact or when they're not wearing masks it's traumatizing absolutely and it's i'm still not used to it it's i mean yeah we don't do it that much but the few times we have it's it's still jarring yeah for me the long-lasting effects that i've noticed for myself as far as like socially is planning because i i like to think through my year especially like vacations or like weekends away or just like bigger items things I would want to plan basically Mm -hmm. and during the pandemic I had had some plans that I had to cancel or like not going home to see family because we we live about six hours away from family like that sort of thing being planned out kept getting like it felt like it kept getting ripped away and then like we talked about with like the extensions and the extensions and blah 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 and like even with For me, I'm a very regimented person, so I like to, like, meal prep once I get into the swing of that. I feel very good. And same thing, like, with the gym is, like, things always changed with, like, exercise facilities. And so for me, I found it very difficult to continue the habits that made me feel very good and, like, I actually had things to look forward to. And, like, the idea that my planning side got kind of ripped away because I couldn't ever guarantee that if I planned a vacation somewhere or even camping or whatever, like, even last year, you and I had both had COVID and we'd far recovered. um, And we decided to go, like, basically stay in our own private Airbnb and just go to the beach to get away in Mm -hmm. September last year. Even that made us feel guilty about yeah. like being somewhere you know being secluded yeah well at the time cases where we went were better where we were going yeah but still it was just weird yeah so for me there's a lot of things that i would be okay with staying like you said mask wearing when you're sick and no more handshakes that sort of thing but definitely i of course i still have trust issues with it because we've lived mm-hmm. it for the past over a year for sure um but having that back, I think, is going to give me a lot bigger slice of my personality traits back and just the feeling of momentum, even if it's, like, false. Like, of course, we lived a whole year and that can't be discounted. It's still, like, it doesn't feel as real if you're not looking forward to something that's, like, in a month or mm-hmm. two, you know? Well, and like you touched on, like, it's hard when you can't rely on a routine and yeah. you can't have control over those aspects of your life that you normally would. So, yeah. Yeah. And I'm an all or nothing type of person. So once I figure out that I can't, I just quit. And like, I don't do it at all. So I get it. it's just not the best balance for me. It's kind of like I'm regimented in the exact opposite way, which is laissez-faire, basically, which is not the best. So, yeah. But I like that. Handshake history is helpful. Yeah. So it made me feel a little better to know it's not just this silly thing we've been doing for 200 years <laughs> that we won't give up. Like, yeah. it's an actual thing that we've been doing for a long time. Yeah, So just true. like a very 7,000 years anecdote. is nothing to squander. Exactly. So I know it's not going to go away. I wish it would. It is what it is. Noted. Well, we touched a little bit on festivities and how things are getting a little bit back to normal with some of those things. But one of my topics today is about something I discovered on TikTok that kind of correlates with the holiday weekend and people 
going to bodies of water to cool off. Um, so what I'm covering today is from a TikTok that I stumbled upon, and it was about Lake Lanier, L-A-N-I-E-R. I, I don't know if I'm saying that, that correct. It is in northern Georgia, I believe. Okay. And um, the reason it was curious to me is because they were insinuating it was haunted. And oh. like the, the I don't lake? Even, yeah, a <laughs> well, whole lake was haunted. Okay. And I was like, okay, I'm intrigued. And I think the, <laughs> what got me is like the TikTok was not memorable at all. Like no offense, whoever made that, but the comments were like, yeah, like I can't believe that that happened and that happened. And like, it seemed like everybody in the comments had like a story about that lake and why oh. it was so creepy Okay. Or whatever. And it almost seemed like everybody knew some of its secrets or its dark history. So I was like, okay, I'm intrigued. I'm going to look into this to talk about this weekend or okay. for this podcast. So basically, Lake Lanier is um, a reservoir that was created by, um, I believe they're like the, was it something, Corp, Core, Engineer Core or something like that. Basically, Peace they're- Corp? No, it's like engineer core something or other. I don't know. Point being, scientists, people who know what they're doing um, to create like water energy, they create reservoirs with dams, just similar to like the area we live in. We have a big old dam um, on one of our rivers. Point being, they made a reservoir, a man-made one, Um, but the history of it is very interesting and I could not believe all of the secrets that lied beneath the water. So basically, these engineer core guys went out to this plot of, like, basically floodlands. So there's a lot of natural rivers in Georgia anyway. And there was one, like, area of, like, this one town that was established. I don't even know back when. I didn't get that deep into it. But basically, they flooded a lot. They needed to manage their water a little bit better. And then they had the potential to also um, harness that energy with a dam and have have that resource. So, that being said, they built the dam, they created the lake, but there was a city there, like a town in that spot. And I'm talking, there's a race car track. I'm talking churches. I'm talking graveyards. I'm talking houses. That must be a large area. It's huge. Huge. I don't know the, like, quantity, like, of size that it is, but it's ginormous. That being said... They basically hauled out all of, like, the big items that they could, like wood structures that would float if water was put over it and blah, 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 blah. Um, But, like, foundations of houses and, like, actual buildings that were too big to be, like, taken away back in that time weren't. And I believe it was, like, not that long ago, like 1950s. Okay. um, When this was done. So it wasn't that long ago. Mackenzie looked it up. There are 771 Google reviews of this lake. Don't get into them yet. Okay, okay, okay. I Dang it, you ruined my reveal to you. <laughs> no, I don't think, I don't know that you did, but go ahead, go ahead. Okay, so basically because, because everybody knows there was a town down there and there were some unmarked graves that couldn't be recovered and bodies that were never like basically exhumed to get in a proper burial site, if that makes sense. Because typically out of respect, mm. you would try to do that. Because yeah. this is 1950s. This isn't like the 1700s, right? Like Yeah, this isn't that, like my mom was about to be born. <laughs> exactly. So, um, but for the resource and because that area flooded a lot anyway, they were like, let's just harness it, take out what we can and just build this reservoir. Oh my gosh. So 
basically they did it. They pulled it off. Everything's down there. Um, and it was also very forested. And so they like logged it and like took a whole bunch of like wow. land out and all that stuff. So after all of that, um, after the first year it was built, um, the locals knew, of course, about um, about the area because it was all like, uh, what would you call it? Privately owned land that they had to sell to the government or these engineer core oh. guys. And they they knew that there was like unmarked graves and all this history like buried underneath the water. Oh my gosh. Um, and to confirm, it's 57 square miles. So oh, it's that's big. Yeah, that's huge. Yeah. Um, and so basically that all happened. They knew all the history of it. So people were kind of like sus about how you could build a lake on top of stuff like that anyway. Um, worked out. Then the first year after it was built, famously, um, I believe it was two women drove their car into the lake and were never able to be found because the lake is so deep that they cannot find the bodies. Whoa. I'm Um, assuming... Whoa, okay, okay. So, basically, I looked it up in the search range for, like, I believe scuba divers or maybe sonar and stuff is only 40 to 80 feet deep. And the reservoir is, I think, 200. Yeah, 200 Whoa. feet deep at the dam. Why so, do they put so much water in it? <laughs> I think, well, they have that much water, but they just, like, pooled it in that one area because of the dam. Yeah, and so over the years... um. There's been reported, like, sightings of, like, things, like, floating to the top or ghosts or if you're underwater, you can see the lady in the blue dress or something. Yeah, so there's lots of, like, these myths and folklore things about, like, what could be in the water. Or are they myths? You never know. Okay. So, um, since then, and you can fact check me since you have Google up and all that, but... About, I think it's roughly 20 plus people die at this lake a summer. <gasps> a year! Oh my so, gosh. I'm not even kidding you. They said that th- this lake has one of the highest death rates per, like, people visiting. And they say it's because, like, the excuse of, like, whoever manages this lake says that it's because they get such high traffic there. And there's a high amount of people who get, like, drink and drive their boats, basically. But there's a lot of speculation What'd you find? The first to come up, so I, I'd have to do some math and it doesn't sound look like it calculates all of it, but there was 57 boating fatalities and 150 drownings in about an 18-year period from yeah. 1999 to 2018. Yeah. Which That's a lot. I think we should maybe do some more research about like comparing it to the lakes we have near us because yeah. we have some big lakes. I don't know how many miles or like size that would be, but like... We hear about when people die, I think. It's a big deal. It's usually like once every couple of years. Yeah. At least that I hear about. See, same. See, and oh my gosh. Okay, we live near Lake Coeur d'Alene, which is huge. Mm-hmm. It's smaller than Lake Lanier. Holy smokes. It's only 49 square miles. Oh. And Lake Lanier is, I lost it. I said it earlier. It was like 50 some. Yeah, it was close, but bigger. Yeah. And Lake Coeur d'Alene is huge. It's huge. Is there is there a death rate you can find? Um, let me look for Lake Corley. Yeah. So point being, like people drown here, people have accidents here, boating accidents, all that every single summer, and so it just adds to the lore every time. And a lot of the bodies can't be found. So like people are always reporting, or like I said, it could just be storytelling. But like 
saying that it's not uncommon to like find bodies or find body parts or have random things float to the surface of the water from this like ghost town under the water. That's so creepy. Yeah, yeah I can't find anything on Lake Cordelaine off a quick search. So maybe like in a future episode, that would be super interesting. But I, I don't know if it was the same TikTok or maybe a similar concept, but I saw a TikTok at some point about a lake where maybe it was the same one where there's a bunch of stuff underwater so mm-hmm. people get caught yeah like they swim down and they get caught on things underwater like, like structures yeah yes and so that would make sense for drowning if you're literally yeah caught underwater or maybe it's a ghost grabbing you maybe I mean, if that many people died, I'd say maybe the water's haunted. I don't know. Yeah, that's a lot. <laughs> it's excessive. It's absolutely excessive. I don't understand. Well, and that's even, why that's why people would have all that, like, questioning behind it. Because even I have to wonder, like, I've been drunk floating around on a tube. I've never operated a vehicle drunk, obviously, a boat or otherwise. But I've been floating around in, like, public water while pretty dang schmammered, I guess. <laughs> and... Like, I've still never drowned, not saying that that's the best idea or you should have people around you who will keep you safe and help you out, but that just seems excessive. It does. So that's why I thought I'd bring it up as a topic today because I'm like, okay, we're about to float, so we should be careful, but also like, what the heck is going on with this lake? Well, so the review that I read that made my jaw drop (laughs) earlier was this girl, and I don't know if this is valid, but it would make sense if there's a graveyard down there. She said, there's a town underneath the lake and close to 700 bodies at the bottom of the lake. Well, I don't know. I don't know if that's real, but. Yeah, so this this number 700 sounds a little bit familiar from my research. I can't quote it exactly, but I think since it's been built, about 700 people have died at the lake. Oh, so maybe that's. Not even counting the graveyard. Yeah. Like, I think she might be referencing the death toll. That's insane. Yeah. That's so scary. Yeah. And all these reviews say, like, do not go there after dark. Yeah. Isn't that creepy? That's so creepy. To me, so small tangent, I went on a work trip to Georgia uh, myself once for a trade show, and I hated it. Like, I hated Atlanta, Georgia. No offense if you live there or whatever, but, like, it felt, like, unsafe at noon in the daytime in a business district. I couldn't find restaurants I liked. I thought a lot of the people were kind of scary. I got my credit card stolen. Um, All this stuff. And then this is the icing on the cake for me that they're, like, (laughs) like, they don't even know how to play, right? Like, you can't go to the lake and not die. (laughs) I don't understand. I don't get it. So anyway, that to be said, I'm not a fan of anything that I've found in Georgia. If you'd like to change my mind, you can email us at friendsfascinated at gmail.com. But I can't think of a dang thing that I I like about Georgia. I think it's just people soup. Yeah, no, exactly. (laughs) I'm sorry for saying that. But that's what I can't That's so true. I actually meant to kind of bring that up if like, at what point, at what percentage of the water is just, like, melted humans, oh. like, yeah, stew, like you said. And plus, like, f- fragments of boats and literal, like, structures underwater. Yeah, like, how could you safely bury buildings? And, like, that, that was back in the times when they put lead in the paint and stuff. Yeah. Like, that, <laughs> yeah. that can't yeah. be right. I, that can't be good. Yeah. Like, would you, it's basically like someone pouring enough water on top of a dump and being like it's safe now and you're being like just okay di- yeah let me get it. drunk and swim in it and die like it doesn't make oh. any sense so and there's got to be like fish in it and stuff 
Yeah. I, I don't know how that works. I don't like it. And I don't even know if I want to find out more. All I know is it makes sense that people think it's haunted because I can't imagine why you'd go. Well, I truly wonder when you have the mindset that like horrific things are going to happen in this spot or like if you feel doomed or the lore, whatever it may be, if you go to swim at a place that you know that's haunted or if you go to a haunted house, whatever it may be, if you're expecting bad things and you're putting that into the atmosphere, that probably doesn't help. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying people like brought this upon themselves, but yeah, I could see why if people are expecting to die there, maybe that's (laughs) something to do with why there's so many. That's not like the most far-fetched thing, I think. Well, and... If people are going there at night, if they're drinking, if they're, Mm -hmm. you know, like you mentioned, operating vehicles while intoxicated Mm -hmm. or getting high or I I don't know. Things where you're not thinking is clearly. The thing that's super weird to me, though, is like people die in boat accidents and they drown, which it's a body of water. That makes sense. But like some of the things I was reading, like one lady just drove like I'm pretty sure it was like a little Vespa or like a motorized scooter off a dock and drown. Just like randomly or like the origin. Like a suicide maybe? No, just like an accident. Oh. And then the same thing with the origin story where I told you about the two women who drove off well, like a ravine into the water. Well, I was going to ask too if that water. was like really an accident because that's so bizarre. Well, exactly. Like, but that's the thing is like how many, how many random accidental deaths could there truly be? Because hmm. the water ones I could justify. I'm like, okay, if this is, if this water was built on top of a ghost town basically and shards of, like, whatever is underneath float to the top and get stuck in a boat propeller or however boats work, I don't really know, and then they, like, break down or sink or maybe they hit a shard of something that floats but a sharp that they sink, like, maybe that makes sense, but I can't necessarily justify all the other weird accidents that happen around it. Yeah, that's super bizarre. And the fact that it's so deep they can't scan it, like, I just did a search, (laughs) and it's 160 feet deep at the max depth which is really deep yeah and i did look up lake Coeur d'Alene because that's our point of reference because i have i remember i was probably in high school when a few guys were out on the water i think they maybe were in like a sailboat kind of but not like a sailboat like a pontoon kind of thing mm-hmm. and they were drinking and one or two people drowned because oh. they were so drunk Ooh. um but I vaguely remember they couldn't find the body. And Ooh. I just looked it up, and it's Lake Coeur d'Alene's 220 feet deep. Holy smokes. I didn't realize it was <laughs> at, at the deepest point. But it's a natural lake, too. True. So and it has rivers going in There's and out no, like, burial grounds. Well, yeah, yeah. There's no, that's a good point. There's no There's no cemetery. spooky ghosties grabbing your legs and pulling you to the depths of the 20 or 220 feet. Depth. Yeah, but still, like, as my point of reference, I remember those deaths. I remember... Like, two literal planes ran into each other Mm -hmm. a year or two ago, Mm -hmm. and that was a cause of, I think, a couple deaths. Mm -hmm. And those are, like, the only ones I remember out of the 10 years, over 10 years I've lived here. And it could be that, I mean, our area of land over here in the west area of the nation Mm -hmm. isn't quite so densely populated. It's populated. Like, this is a resort lake we're talking about that that's our point of reference. Yeah, but maybe less people. Yeah, it it could be visited less. But even like I said, they've talked about, they've addressed that they have a lot of people who come to that lake. Mm -hmm. But even still, the percentage of people dying doesn't doesn't make sense. sense. That's bizarre. I know. I'm glad you think it's interesting. Oh, I find that (laughs) fascinating in an awful scary way. Yeah. (laughs) 
people soup lake pretty much yeah <laughs> i'm sorry i'm sorry but yeah no it's but that is what i thought yeah it's gross and scary but it that's makes all me I wonder got. if like animals die there too. Like, oh, I don't know. Weird. They've things. gotta. They've gotta. Some yeah. Something is drawing people in. So, well, <laughs> my second topic, if you're ready for it, yes, I am, is also water related. Oh, really? Well, perfect. <laughs> so we should probably just rename this to the TikTok knowledge <laughs> show. But I saw a TikTok this week, and it was like a sentence that basically said there is bacteria eating the Titanic. I take it you've not heard this. No. Okay. Great. Well, do I have a story for you? <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. So do you know much about the Titanic? Let me try my best. In the, the 1920s, big boat, Rose and Jack, iceberg, <laughs> crashed. Yeah, kind big of. boat. Big boat. Lots of promises. Yeah. Lots it, of broken the, promises. Literally called the unsinkable ship. High Sunk. expectations. It was in 1912. Ah. It, as we all know, hit an iceberg because, I don't remember if this part's true, but I think they were going too fast because they were trying to also break like a, some kind of record for ah. speed. And it was dark and they couldn't see the iceberg well enough. Point being, they hit an iceberg and partly to do with the bottom, the way it was compartmentalized, it it sunk. Long story short. That's not the point. We know this. We all know that. We've all <laughs> Titanic sunk. Got it. Sorry. Pop culture. Yeah. Anyway, so that was in 1912. Mm -hmm. They didn't find it until 1985. What? I didn't know that. I know, because our whole lives, it's been found. (laughs) So we didn't know. (laughs) Yeah. They literally didn't find it. And granted, they probably didn't have the technology. Or maybe they didn't care. Yeah, they didn't care to look for a huge boat, I guess. And maybe they didn't have a good idea where it was like where it sunk. It's not like they could find the iceberg, right? That just floats somewhere else. <laughs> You're the culprit. <laughs> so uh, in 1985, a guy, an oceanographer okay. named Robert Ballard, he was actually looking to discover two other wrecks, like boats other, that sunk. Oh, okay. Um, I believe they were naval ships maybe. Okay. Anyway, he was looking for these two other boats and found the Titanic between them. Ah. And he just stumbled upon the Titanic. He's like, oh, here's the, here's that. Here's that dang boat. <laughs> Darn you. <laughs> but so that it had been sunk for over 60 years and it was in near perfect condition back then. Huh. And I say that to point out that no bacteria was eating the Titanic in the first 60 years, at least not notably. It was still pretty well intact. And for a little bit of context, the boat is 3.8 kilometers, which is 2.4 miles below the surface. So we were shocked about 200 feet deep lakes it is over two miles down there it is so deep in the ocean oh what the heck yeah so (laughs) i I have to pause for a second i literally for a second thought you were trying to tell me that the boat itself (laughs) was two feet like deep into the water like did i say feet no 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 sorry two miles oh wide like i thought i was like holy crap apparently i have no (laughs) way to measure what i thought the size of a boat should be but i've seen cruise ships and they are not too much long (laughs) that is correct i understand now the boat sunk and it was 200 feet or two sorry 200 two miles miles below below the the surface surface of the water correct Got that it. Is correct. <laughs> so the reason I say that is because the lack of light and the intense pressure when you're that deep in the ocean is what preserved the ship oh, okay. so well. I could see that. So most, like, 
almost no life can live down there. It's so deep and so dark and the water, like the pressure you feel in your ears when you go Ugh. 10 feet underwater. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, imagine that times Oh, so 10, what you're 000. saying is like there it's like one of those um it's like a pressure container. Pressure sealer freezer bag machines what's sure. happening. Yeah. yeah. So it was preserved <laughs> very well. Okay. So you fast forward 30 years from when they find find it. So mm-hmm. now, yeah. So again, keep in mind it was discovered 60 years in remarkable condition. Fast forward 30 years to now, they discovered that there is, they referred to it as metal munching bacteria. It has like a scientific name. That was, so the hole, the metal was starting to rust away and mm-hmm. there's bacteria eating that. And so they estimate that the shipwreck will be gone in 14 years. It was mm-hmm. fine for 60 it was pretty okay for 30 more years. And then in just 14 years, it's going to be gone. Boat go bye-bye because of bacteria. A gigantic, like, cruise ship-sized boat. I it's going to get eaten. I have multiple thoughts. Okay. One is, how does a weird, small, tiny, microscopic, buggy, amoeba thing eat metal? And two, how do we harness that to recycle better? See? That's exactly where I was going with this. The ocean is basically recycling itself. The bacteria. So you know how like your skin heals? Like if you get a scratch mm-hmm. or some dirt under your skin, your body is going to find it and it's going to like push it out and yeah. heal it and then it's, it's going to make the skin all better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the ocean, at least this is the way I'm understanding it, <laughs> the ocean is doing that to itself. It's like, ooh, bad thing that's not supposed to be here clean up, let's clean just up, exactly everybody do your share yeah <laughs> <laughs> bit by bit it's just like getting rid of it and push like absorbing that and is cleansing trippy. that is it's trippy. so weird so it's fascinating to me because it's literally cleaning itself and i know there is the problem of pollution Plastic. and trash yeah. and just we're going to run out of places to put it. But at the same yeah. time, if the earth can kind of cleanse itself, that's so cool. Yeah. Granted, we're not, we, like, we shouldn't just, like, throw all our metal in the deep sea and hope that it rusts <laughs> yeah. and gets eaten in 100 yeah. years. But still, a cool, a very cool concept. Mm-hmm. And so, obviously, this bacteria is really hardy because it can live in conditions that most sea life cannot. Yeah. And it still is, like, productive in that way. It's mm-hmm. still functioning at that intense pressure. Mm-hmm. And I did see, I didn't get too deep into this, but apparently it also works, it like does its thing in really salty environments. Oh, okay. So there's like two extremes so that most things can't live So we're safe from the scary thing that could chew our arm off. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think it's eating people by any yeah, means. Yeah, I know. It just, the idea, it sounds so alien, right? Like we know there's flesh eating bacteria, but like imagine if it worked that quickly, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know. It just is scary, the concept that. Just one microscopic thing, if it, you know, reproduces quick enough, could just, like, consume itself and the earth or whatever it so chooses. And it's kind of scary. It is kind of scary. And it's cool, but at the same time, it's a little sad because that is a historical yeah. thing. I've seen... I guess we were never going to see it. <laughs> no, ourselves. we were. And honestly, they probably... Because they send, like, little water robots down to, like, take videos of it. Because yeah. I've seen that footage yeah. on, I don't know, the Discovery Channel or yeah. something. So we probably had all the footage we needed of it. But it's still kind of a crazy part of history that's going to disappear and a fun fact there are more than 2,000 sunken ships that lie in the gulf's seafloor 
Uh, and that includes everything from like 16th century Spanish vessels to ruins of World War II U-boats. Wow. So I don't know if they're all going to eventually get eaten. I don't know if that's just how deep this bacteria lives that it's doing this. But yeah, just like it's, well, it's my, crazy to think. My thought, I thought you were going to tell me that it was because we discovered it that maybe a scuba diver or like a submarine went down there and carried a bacteria that was above water down there. Oh. And infected it with something that only grew in those environmental circumstances. Huh. I don't think so. I, yeah, I, think I guess there would truly be no way to know. Yeah. So the ba- and basically, what how I remember what I read was that the on the Titanic, since we've discovered it down there, there have been like an underwater icicle forming. Partly due to the rust. They call them rusticles. <laughs> Rust icicles. Okay. And I, my interpretation is that it's eating the rust. So it maybe wasn't eating the metal until it rusted. Okay. But something about the combination, it mm-hmm. uh, it is now starting to eat this That is so interesting. Ship. I'm glad I know that, though. Yeah, it's super cool. So eventually all the shipwrecks will probably be eaten away. Unless they're whether, plastic. <laughs> well, yeah, basically whether, whether it's metal munching bacteria or seawater corrosion mm-hmm. is another common reason that it would start to deteriorate. Hmm. The ocean's a scary place. Yeah. So we will, in about 14 years, we can rest <laughs> assured knowing the Titanic was recycled. On Friends Fascinated Season 892, when we <laughs> give our update, Titanic will be gone. Yep. It'll be a it's, myth It's crazy to think our in our lifetime. Yeah. Will probably be gone. Yeah. Super cool. But yeah, crazy to think all the things that live underwater. I know. And also, how can we get to the bottom of two miles of the ocean and not (laughs) 200 feet of lake? That is a wonderful question. (laughs) Now that I think about it. Although, I don't know if they would be so extra as to take like a submarine down. Yeah, it's a very different cost benefit analysis of it. But Hmm. interesting. interesting. Thank you. You're welcome. All right. I have a fun one for my last topic. Yay. Okay, so what I wanted to discuss today is actually somewhat inspired from my husband this week. He is in a moody, thoughtful mood of wondering and pondering his life, and he was thinking about, like, bucket list stuff, because we're kind of trying to refine our bliss, and like I said, about planning and trying to figure out our lives, blah, 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 after the pandemic, blah, blah, blah. We're all soul-searching. Exactly. Um, But he started a bucket list. Oh. And so I was like... Well, I want to do that. And also, what are the origins of bucket lists? So I briefly, (laughs) I was expecting there to be more to this, but I thought it was kind of interesting how how there really isn't too much of a history to it. And then I figure we can kind of talk about bucket list stuff. Okay. So basically what I found, and I thought it was kind of funny because I kind of knew some of this because it's so recent. So basically, there's the term kick the bucket. And that's meaning, I guess, back in the day, a lot of hangings, you had to stand on a bucket and then that had to be removed. Yeah, just to make you die. (laughs) So that's where that term was most likely coined from. Or unfortunately, it could be from like suicide and like kicking your own bucket from underneath yourself. Yeah. Okay. So pretty dark, but that's where that term comes from. But the term bucket list was coined by basically a screenwriter named Justin Zackham. And he wrote the 2007 film, The Bucket List, 
And it was based on his own list that he had created called Justin's List of Things to Do Before I Kick the Bucket. And then he shortened that to Justin's Bucket List. I literally, if you asked me, maybe even eight-year-old me, to explain my concept of Bucket List, this is what I would have said. Exactly. I saw, or I didn't even see it. I remember a movie called The Bucket List, Mm -hmm. and I think it has to do with kicking the bucket. Yep. I thought it was going to be so much different. Me than that. too. I thought it was going to be like a 300 year old thing. And it started maybe in the Renaissance when they had to decide what they wanted to do before they died of the plague or whatever well, it was. Maybe it had to do with wills or I don't know, something. Yeah, no. It. I scoured not too long, but long enough to be like, oh, that's it. Okay. Huh. So I just thought it was really cute because the. So this Justin guy who wrote the screenplay. Uh, based on his own list of things to do before he kicked the bucket and shortened it to the bucket list. And then he, on his on his Justin's list of things to do before I kicked the bucket, said, create a motion picture film. And he decided to do it off of, like, the concept, the concept of, of the bucket list. list. Whoa. Yeah. And so it was just kind of meta and kind of cool. Yeah, that's um, cool. And then the, the movie is called The Bucket List, and it's about two dying men racing to complete their own bucket lists with the time they have left. Hmm. So I thought that was so cool. Like, it's a fun little factoid about, like, it's not that long ago. and History can be recent. Yeah, and it's like, it's so pop culture. Like, if anybody in the whole nation said, this is my bucket list, everyone would know what you're talking yeah. about. I feel like when I first started a Pinterest account, there was like a theme of like your bucket list items. Yeah. And people were posting. I, I want to say there was like a certain type of font and like way it was formatted yeah. that it was like a silly thing and then bucket list. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I... I can't believe it's that recent. That's yeah, insane. I, I wonder, and so other countries maybe, maybe they've adopted it, but maybe they have no idea what that is. Maybe they call it their things to do before I die list. Maybe. <laughs> Which is so weird. Anyway, but so that being said, because of this, I did a little spin off because I was fascinated in my own journey through life. Like I said, I haven't done a lot of planning lately. And frankly, work, I guess, yep, okay, 25 quarter life crisis blah 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 we're in the pivot points where we're married i'll have jobs we could settle down we could do the kid thing we do the life thing but now marked all the check boxes to get exactly exactly we've done a lot of bucket list things things. we've done the things but it's kind of this pivot point of like what do you actually want to do with your life that's like not career driven per Mm -hmm. se and not like the traditional like okay well yeah, maybe you'll do this or whatever. Well, I will say a a big part of my life and the way that I want to spend my free time and the way I prioritize is around memories. Mm-hmm. And that's why I really want to take an international vacation every year. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to happen this year, but that's yeah. fine. Yeah. But Or at least a big trip because I want there to be like a memorable, I don't know, mark for each year mm-hmm. and like a life marker we're like oh yeah at this point in our lives we were doing these things and this these memories and i don't know i i'm very memory driven yeah so i wrote a small bucket list that i'll probably add to some more and then i'm gonna put you on the spot after i read mine to see what maybe you would have on yours okay and then we can ponder them in our own time later on also i just wanted to throw out the resource there's a place called or website called bucketlist.org 
and it's an auto generator and it like pops up cool ideas and then you can create a list off of them. So I thought that was kind of fun. Don't do it yet, Mackenzie, because <laughs> I want your first ideas to come from your your mind. She like, try me. first. Yeah. Okay, so for my bucket list, and these are no particular order, but things I'm interested in achieving soon-ish or in my lifetime or before I die, um, is growing a full garden. And Mm. what I would like that to be is, um, I think a lot about food, and I don't know if it's a society thing, if it's a woman thing, if it's a, I was a very serious athlete growing up as a child. And so I think a lot a lot about food and a lot about what I eat and I have a lot of guilt and shame and but also like fixations on food to where I think if I grew a garden and I truly like learned about that whole process I would really respect my food more and like basically have something to fixate on that was healthy and made sense and that I could wrap my mind around. So that's a full garden to me. Hmm. See, food, I think, is one of, like, the purest joys in life, and I love food, and I mm-hmm. love discovering food, like, finding good restaurants and things, so I can totally, in a different way, respect the, like, desire for good food yeah. and healthy food, and yeah, that's great. And because I've, I'll get into this kind of shortly, but basically, I've done a lot of research about food and nutrition and, like, how our American food system works and how the FDA works and how... What we eat is absolute garbage and might as well be plastic and could be slowly poisoning us and giving us cancer and all these things that are scary. That to me, the idea of growing your crops and knowing exactly exactly where they come from is good for the environment, is good for yourself, is good for everyone involved, like literally everything. And so... And it's fresher. I saw, again, a TikTok this week (laughs) that this girl had an apple and she was eating it. She's like, huh. It's been a long time since I've eaten or since I've bought apples. Mm-hmm. I wonder how old this apple is. So she looked up how long do apples last. Come to find out, apples. Months. Years. They typically take a year to get to the grocery yep. store. Yeah. Your apple from the grocery store is probably a year old. Yes. And then, and I've had apples fresh from the tree. They're amazing. Mm-hmm. And so thinking about that scale, but for everything you eat, it's it definitely inspires me to want a garden and yeah. more natural farm-to-table kind of Mm -hmm. style food, but it's, whew, it's a lot of work. Yeah, it's a lot of work, which is why it's on my bucket list because I understand for myself, the thing I picture is pretty complex and I would want to build the infrastructure that was realistic to my own lifestyle. So that's why it's on my list. Um, And then I'll kind of rapid fire through a couple of these. Um, Hike Mount Rainier in the spring. I've seen so many pictures of it. It looks beautiful. Yeah, it's gorgeous. Um, Go deep sea fishing. Uh, Like going on an excursion and like seeing what I could pull out of the water sounds very interesting to me. That'd be cool. Um, And then I added this in a weird section of my list here. Like I said, they're out of order. But um, eat farm-raised meat for one year. So not my own meat, but sourcing it from basically local organic grass-fed or free range, like poultry, beef, pork, all that stuff. Kind of like buy a cow, get your eggs local kind yep, of thing. Yeah, that thing. Cool. So I'm really interested in that. Um, another one is host a huge New Year's Eve party. Mm-hmm. So I've talked about this a little bit already, but one of my favorite movies is About Time, and they throw this like whole house party where it's just like a mishmash of just like whoever could come, and there's music blaring. Kids, yeah. Like high school age kids and like – the adults to yeah yeah it's great it's a vibe so i want to try to host something like that in my lifetime um i want to start a business in my lifetime open to ideas on that one um i want to get a dog in my lifetime 
Um, I don't know when that will happen. But that's why it's on my list because I want one before I die. Um, I want to welcome a child into my life, which was a harder one to decide to put on this list. But I know I put the word welcome a child is because I don't know if I want to birth a child out of me own body. <laughs> but I like the idea of solidifying my little family unit someday down the road with either like a foster child or adopting or even having my own kid or something at some point. But I, it's on my list because I know I would have major FOMO if I didn't. Yeah, I can can relate. Yeah. Um, and then I want to own a wardrobe of full 70s outfits and peasant dresses. Um, I feel like you're close. <laughs> I feel like I am and it feels good, but I need more. Um, I want to go on a long train ride is one of them too. Like a very pretty one, either like... Mm-hmm through Napa Valley with, like, all these beautiful things to look at or, like, a cross-country trip. They're so expensive. Like, they're probably the most expensive way you could travel in the U.S. But they're, like, luxury and they have all these meals and you could sleep on it, but you get to see so many things Mm -hmm. and you could relax, but you could also stop and get off, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, and I don't think they're as big a part of our country culture as other countries. Yeah, that sounds amazing. And then the last one, again, I didn't work on this too long, but go crabbing. I've always wanted to crab and boil crab and eat a lot of crab without it being a million dollars. That's what I want. (laughs) I like it. So that's my list. And it actually was pretty exciting to make this list because I surprised myself with some things that were like, I really want to do that. And there are things that like, Maybe it's kind of like you have this little inkling like like pretty often about like, oh, like that would be really cool, wouldn't it? And then you just kind of move on with your thoughts because it's either too expensive or seems too far off or you think about like, I'll do it someday. But actually writing it down was pretty nice and very satisfying, especially for, like I said, someone who, if we're going full circle with this episode, um, planning makes me happy and planning for my entire life makes me very, very happy. And so I'm excited about it that is exciting i jotted down a couple things while listening and thinking um the first one that came to my mind there was like no hesitation is skydiving really i don't Ah! see and i don't know of anyone that's gonna do it with me Mm -hmm. yet my sister would she's she's been skydiving already but yeah most most people are not interested but for whatever reason i probably because my sister talked about it for a long time i've always thought yeah i'd do that Mm mm-hmm and I don't know. I, I think it'd be cool. It'd be super scary, and I don't think I'd do it more than once. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I've always thought that would be cool. That is cool. So that was my first one. Uh, my second one, and I don't even know the context of it, but I like the idea of writing something. Mm-hmm. As mm-hmm. I've gotten older, I'm not that old, uh, I am more and more intrigued by writing and, like, I have no experience in doing it, but I think my alternate reality, I can see a life where I think it'd be super cool to be a writer, especially yeah. like a traveling writer would be awesome. I'm sure a million people say that, but I think that would be super cool. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it would be a novel. I don't know if it would be something else. I have no idea. I just think the idea of that is cool. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, not a lot of context because I don't know yet, but yeah. something along those lines. Um, live in another country. which you and I have talked about a lot because it's something that I think about a lot. (laughs) Uh, I love traveling, and a large part of that is because I love experiencing other cultures, other ways of life, even just minor differences. I think it's super fascinating, and it opens up my eyes a lot to the way 
I was raised and all the things that I thought were normal mm-hmm. or that I thought... It's that, that perspective shift. Yeah, that are either not normal or maybe they're specifically a U.S. thing or a Pacific Northwest thing where there are different ways of living mm-hmm. and I would love to be more fully immersed in a different culture or even somewhere kind of like Europe would be great. Like it's Canada, not as different. Yeah. Canada. <laughs> it's not so different, but yeah. it's still something different. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I think that would be cool. Uh, start a business is also on my list. Mm-hmm. Something we also talk about all the time. Yes. Yes. Uh, lots of ideas for what that could be. If y'all we'll would start it. listening more and telling <laughs> your friends, maybe this could be our business. It's fair. <laughs> if we didn't stop for a year. Okay, fine. I like that, though. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll see. Uh, And then the other one, and this involves a lot of moving, obviously, because there's two, (laughs) but living on the East Coast, I think, would be super cool. Mm -hmm. Um, Again, kind of a different culture, a lot of history over there. I don't know what that would look like. I don't have a specific area in mind. Mm -hmm. I just like the idea of living in other places, Mm -hmm. even if it's just for a few months at a time. Yeah. It's what we have in common. (laughs) True. (laughs) Adventure. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Couldn't agree more. And so. I think we have more to add to our lists and more to figure out on there because I agree. There's some of those I think even I get a little bit too afraid to put on there, like writing a book. Like you should see Dakota's bucket list, my <laughs> husband. Like his is like his, he has write a song, Whoa. write a book, build a car like from Whoa. scratch. Like he's got all these like very lofty ones. And I'm like, oh, I don't know about that. I just want to like maybe fish <laughs> or whatever. Like, I, and I think I accidentally skipped over one, but I want to like buy like a farm or like a, like actually some property, like five acres or something some or more. Or something. Yeah. Very so cool. it's exciting. It's reinvigorating my lust for life and, you know, trying to find that adventure in it. So I'm excited. Do you want to hear a couple of the popular bucket list items yes, on please. bucketlist.org? Yeah. Go ghost hunting. Oh. Yeah. Scary. I guess we could go to that lake. <laughs> True. <laughs> we have good chances. Huh. Go camping. We do that annually. <laughs> Some people don't ever camp. Oh, I when I was in college, it blows we had my mind. a foreign exchange student from, I think, China. And... We we got into like little groups on our first day and it was like four girls all from like the Pacific Northwest and then this guy there was a foreign exchange student and we all the we had a couple items to complete as a group and then talk through to get to know each other. And one of them was what is something you all have in common? Or something to that effect. And one girl was like, oh, well, I really like camping. And then all, all of us girls that were from here were like, oh, yeah, camp- yeah we like camping. Really fun. And yeah. look at the guy, we're like, do you like camping? And he's like, what's camping? And you were like, and we're like, well, you go out into the woods and you sleep sometimes in a tent, sometimes in like a camper. And yeah, it's, it's just nice because you're in nature. Mm-hmm. He's like, wait, but... But you guys have houses, right? <laughs> and you choose to go sleep outside mm. on purpose? Yeah. And you like it? And we're like, yeah, it's fun. Yeah. <laughs> and it doesn't make any sense. Sometimes we roast marshmallows. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Do you eat them any other time of the year? No. <laughs> <laughs> we don't like them that much. <laughs> What's it to you? <laughs> uh, ooh, this is a good one. What? Fly first class. Ooh. Huh. 
Not on my dollar. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I'd have to win it in a sweepstakes. <laughs> I was thinking, I was like, that. I'm going to put that on my list. And I was like, eh, maybe not. I don't yeah. want to make myself pay for that. Exactly. But it would be cool to say you've done it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, see the pyramids. Oh, that's an interesting one. Wear a snake around my neck. No. <laughs> I run a marathon. I think I've probably done that. Dakota has run a marathon on his. Ugh. I know. No. I, 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 told him, <laughs> I told him I support all of these except the marathon one because that's what crazy people do. <laughs> I literally at work today, the guys that sit behind me were talking about one of them was saying he, oh, he went for a run with his son the other day. And first of all, I was like, in this heat? Ew. Why? And he was like, well, it was like 9 p.m. And the other guy was like, oh, man, when I was in high school, I could run for like 10 miles. And I was like continually yeah like, i've literally never and they and then this other guy was like yeah i could run for like 10 15 miles but one of them played sports and the other one was saying like yeah he couldn't do that now yeah he run fast and i was like i literally i know this for a fact the longest i've ever run and it's like a light jog without stopping is a mile and a half that's it wow that's but i didn't play any sports yeah. growing up i was not athletic I could never. I, I before I say what I'm gonna say, I'm gonna look it up because I don't want it to be a lie. Um, but I was also an athlete growing up, like I mentioned already. But um, I when you see... played soccer, you don't stop running for like an hour and a half. So I get why people can run that far. I have never been able to do that. I've never trained for it though. And that's what I'm looking up. I want to see how many miles you run. So on average, on a large field midfielders sometimes reach up to 9.5 miles a game. Oh, and so that's impressive. That's great for I you. I mean, maybe you wouldn't play the whole time, but I mean, you'd have warm ups, you'd jog, you'd run around all day and, you know, Oof. you'd practice three to five times a week. And then you'd also have scrimmages and games and all that stuff. Like there was times where I'd play high school soccer and club soccer at the same time. And I can't even like, I'm ugh. sounds awful. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Well, a lot of these bucket list items are like going to specific places. Mm-hmm. So ideas for inspiration. There's one that we've done and it's amazing and I highly recommend it. Have a bonfire on the beach. Ooh. That is one of my best memories ever is us doing that. It's so great. Jet and I went camping. Actually, it was our remote trip. Oh, yeah. During the pandemic. Yeah. The one that we felt safe enough to take. Mm-hmm. And we, it was just the two of us, and we went on the beach, and we mm-hmm. built our own bonfire, and we danced <laughs> on the beach. And we... And it was the best thing ever. <laughs> and we even drug over a whole bunch of um, old huge logs and oh, kind of yeah. got a little crazy. Oh, yeah. It was not too. convenient to build a bonfire, but we did it, and it I loved it. It was perfect. Because the beach, well, at least our beaches are like cool weather, and so the fire feels so good mm-hmm. and you could be loud because the beach has so much wind that it just dis- like True. destroys all the sound waves and you're not bothering anybody if you're just horsing around so it's awesome it's amazing yeah. it's kind of cool to look at bucket list items and see that we've done some of them yeah so we are living a full life i agree and we're still i mean you're over the quarter <laughs> i'm not quite yet <laughs> i'm into my second quarter of yeah life. <laughs> <laughs> so uh yeah i'm interested to see where we go and what we add to our list me too As always, we are not experts, but we are fascinated. You can subscribe anywhere you listen to podcasts to hear us again next week. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. If you have information to add or topics you want to share with us, you can email us at friendsfascinated at gmail.com. We can't wait to share more exciting topics with you next week. This has been another episode of Friends Fascinated. Thanks for listening.